This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon and welcome to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture with me, Juliet Jacobs, and I'm joined by Hezrul Ashraf and Dashran Johan. So it was a wet and chilly start to the new year for many Malaysians as they spent the first few days of 2021 accompanied by heavy downpours, overcast skies and with temperatures you know, dipping to as low as 23 degrees Celsius. And this winter monsoon, as they call it, that we're experiencing has also, however, brought unfortunate incidents of floods and landslides too. So on the show today, we're going to take a look at how the weather has been playing up here in Malaysia uh, with a special focus on its impact on Fraser's Hill in particular. Yeah, and on that note, we want to know what you think. What's your experience been like so far with this year's winter monsoon? So we have a poll uh, running on our Twitter page at BFM Radio and your options are it's flooding in my area, heavier traffic jams, severe hot pot cravings. I think that's an important <laughs> yeah. one. And also one to sleep mm, in more. Definitely me, yeah. <laughs> that last one. Yep. So you can uh, take that poll over on a Twitter page at BFM Radio. You can drop us a call, uh, drop a comment under the poll. Alternatively, you can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899. All right, folks. So it's been a difficult start for many Malaysians this 2021 with heavy downpours happening across the country, leaving floods, landslides, fallen trees and other chaotic events in its wake. According to an article in Malay Mail, a cold snap greeted Malaysians with downpours in most parts of the country, overcast skies and mist in some places on the 3rd of January. Temperatures across the Klang Valley even dropped to as low as 23 degrees Celsius over the weekend. And I heard uh, even lower than that in some places like Cameron Highland. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, And we are currently facing the northeast monsoon season, commonly known as the winter monsoon, as Juliet brought up earlier. And according to the uh, Malaysian Met Department or Met Met Malaysia's website, this cold and rainy monsoon season, which started on November 11, 2020, is expected to continue until March of this year. And Met Malaysia's long-range weather outlook also predicted that during this period, the country will receive a steady north-easterly wind wind with uh, occasional strong winds with speeds of between 10 and 20 kilometers per hour. Mm. It is also said that a series of heavy rainfalls are expected to occur mainly in the east coast states of Peninsula, West Sarawak and East Sarawak. And East Sabah, sorry. That's right. (laughs) And um, the department went on to warn Malaysians that the continuous heavy rainfall for several days can result in floods in low-lying and flood-prone areas and the risk of flooding may worsen if heavy rainfall coincides with high tides. So in addition to all of this, continuous and strong northeasterly winds can actually cause rough seas and big waves in the waters of the South China Sea. And sadly, of course, you know, the floods and landslides have already wreaked havoc across the country uh, with Johor, Penang, uh, Johor Pahang, sorry, Trengganu and Kelantan being among the worst affected states. Um, I think all of us have seen, you know, social, medias have been, uh, social media users have been really busy um, posting up images and videos of flooded homes, um, landslides, blocks roads, all of this happening across Pahang and Johor in particular over the last weekend. Yeah, and speaking of Johor, uh, down south there, heavy downpours caused uh, rivers to swell and three river monitoring stations recorded dangerous water levels, while six more recorded alert levels. Uh, Over 6,500 flood victims in seven of Johor's districts needed to be rescued and evacuated to safety over the last few days. And 60 temporary relief centers have been set up to provide shelter for flood victims in affected districts like Johor Bahru, 
Johobaru, Kotatingi, Kluang, Merseng, Pontian, Kulai, and Batupahat. Sadly, though, three deaths have already been uh, recorded from the floods in Johor. Yeah, and over in Pahang, which seems to be pretty badly hit uh, mm. this time around, right? And continuous downpour, which started over the weekend, resulted in the closure of several roads due to landslides and flooding. And it's estimated that a total of 127 state roads and 70 federal roads were affected by the floods. And in addition to roads cut, uh, cut uh, in addition to roads cut off due to water po- uh, ponding, other forms of damage included landslides that caused the closure of roads at several locations. A section of the East Coast Expressway, also known as ECE, which connects Kuantan to Kuala Lumpur, was temporarily closed to vehicles as floodwaters inundated the highway lanes. Yeah, did you guys see the photos mm. of that? You know, all the cars just backed up in the floodwaters yeah. there, yes. and you've nowhere yeah. to go. In fact, I have a crazy story to share. I mean, based on a video that I watched, right? And it was this guy on a motorcycle. So everyone, like you said, was at the sides, you know, and and you know, they 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 already gave up mm. because it was just so flooded. Right, yeah. but this motorcycle guy, I think maybe he was desperate to go somewhere. He just wanted to keep going. Although everyone on the side oh, of the wow. roads were telling him like, "No, don't oh. go, don't go." <laughs> oh, he didn't no. give up. He wanted to pursue it anyway. Did, did he make it? So here's the interesting <laughs> part, right? So he he went into the water. The moment he reached, he realized that this was a failed prank from oh. the start. So he got on from the motorbike, but unfortunately, the water, the current was too high, and he just swept away his motorbike. Oh, yeah. Me. Thank God it didn't take him along with yeah, it. Yeah, thank Gosh. God for that. Yeah, because yeah. like over in Johor, I think uh, you know one of the deaths that you mentioned earlier uh, has you know was a, a man who was washed away um, in his proton watcher car. You know, you just, yeah. it's just terrible things, mm-hmm. and um, you know it was reported today that more people were being evacuated due to the floods in Pahang, Trungganu and Kelantan. But uh, the situation in Perak, Selangor and Johor is reported to be improving with a drop in the number of evacuees. Mm. However, Met Malaysia Director General Jailan Simon said in a press conference yesterday that the current flood situation, especially in the east coast states of the peninsula and Johor, are not expected to be as bad as the floods which had hit the states in previous years. Yeah, so in that same press conference that was held at the National Flood Forecasting and Warning Centre, Met Malaysia's DG said that the department doesn't expect the floods to be as big as those in 2014 or 2013 in Kamaman, Terengganu, or as big as the floods that Johor experienced in 2006 and 2007. He did concede that Pahang, however, seems to have been hit badly, uh, particularly this year. Uh, Jailan also said that in terms of the latest forecasts, uh, Met Malaysia is maintaining uh, alert weather warnings in Kelantan and Terengganu, but the warning has been terminated for Johor and Pahang. He clarified that this meant that the department doesn't expect heavy rain in those areas for the next few days. That's right. And according Mm -hmm. to Jailan as well, uh, Met Malaysia also expected the weather conditions to improve in Johor and Pahang within the week. But considering it's only early January, the possibilities of uh, floods in Johor and Pahang is still very high. Kelantan and Terengganu were predicted to still experience rain in the morning and evening and that we still have to watch out for incidents in Sabah and Sarawak as these states will experience their rain and flood season between January and February. Hmm. Yeah, it's just pretty much bad news all around, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I, mean, I guess it's strange because we see this happening every year, year in, year out, right? Mm. Um, and some states seem to be particularly badly affected at different years. Um, climate change, yeah. we haven't you know, <laughs> talked about that. That's a whole different beast that we need to discuss. Right. But you know, for you guys personally, have you ever had to you know, um, live through such floods or did you have to be evacuated or anything mm. like that? 
No, thankfully, no. Yeah. But okay. I think just looking, you know, at these pictures, these videos, I thought I saw a, a I think it was a bridge in in Pahang that just collapsed. Part yes. of it had yeah. collapsed, and I right. guess saw that. Um, and you know, it's just scary for me. Um, and and I'm just sort of perplexed that this happens every year. You'd think that by now, you know, we'd invest in uh, you know flood barriers. Um, some environmentalists have actually pointed out that uh, logging. Um, you know, especially in the mountain areas, mountainous areas uh, has has a lot to do with this because then you don't have these trees that you know that take up that water and prevent uh, flooding in lower lower elevated areas. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I'm in agreement with you. I mean, I I'm grateful that I've never mm-hmm. experienced yeah. uh, this uh, level of floods. Never had to be evacuated. I think the fact that we can joke about how you know se- we have severe hot pot cravings yeah. <laughs> during this time, you know, shows yeah. that we are mm-hmm. privileged in yeah. that sense. But but it's really sad because I have uh, friends who are living in Pahang, and they said that this past week it was really really tough because people couldn't commute to work. Mm-hmm. A lot of things uh, had to be suspended events uh, a lot of restaurants and shops everything had to be closed some businesses were very badly affected because of the floods mm. so i guess you know from from my perspective i'm i'm grateful where i am but you know watching these videos and all it, it it's really heartbreaking yeah and i mean we've been talking about the other states right but that's not to say it's not happening right here in the klang mm-hmm. valley as well i mean in december i live i live in tamamlawati and gosh we had floods you know mm-hmm. and um, long-term residents were saying like this has never happened before oh, but there's just um because there's so so much development happening in yeah. the area you know lots of hills are being uh, cut down and mm-hmm. everything so like you what you mentioned has right um so you know we're losing all these um absorbed Absorbers of the mm. water, right? And that's just causing floods. So, like, main roads were flooded. You know, once there was even a video of a huge python swimming through mm. on oh. our, just on our regular Taman oh, roads wow, because, wow. you know, they're just being flooded out from everywhere. Speaking of, uh, you know, roads being flooded, I've, uh, I forgot to mention that I have, you know, been, you know, in a car on the highway and just suddenly just you know just had to slow down in the middle because in the middle of the highway there, there would be this huge pool yes. and you just see cars slowing down some cars just barely manage to mm-hmm. stop and you know um on a practical level it's just just a hazard here in the Klang valley and um i don't know it just it just i'm just so bewildered to see that you know on on the highways here yeah exactly and i don't know um it's just terrible it's what's happening yeah. everywhere um but you know if you have any experience of you know surviving through the flood or you know how you braved your way through that share that with us you know tweet us at bfm radio or send us a whatsapp message at 018-789-8899 and we also have a, a twitter poll running don't we Dash? yes so we are asking you what's your experience been like this year uh with the the whole winter monsoon and the flooding right so um your options are flooding in my area um heavier traffic jams severe hot pot cravings <laughs> and also want to sleep in more mm. so you can take the poll over on our twitter page at bfm radio yes and we're going to take a quick break now but when we come back we're going to zone in on the situation up in fraser's hill which get this guy's recorded 139 landslides in one day alone oh, wow. and this was following Oof. continuous rainfall so we'll be chatting with nick jasmine hugh the chairperson of Pasatu Alam Danwari San Bukit Fraser to fill us in on everything that happened. So stay tuned for that. You're tuned to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.
Welcome back to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture. You're with Juliet Jacobs, Dashran Johan and Hezrel Ashraf. So we're discussing the weather on the show today. Um, and earlier before the break, we gave you an overview of the heavy rainstorms uh, and the resulting flooding that has happened across Peninsula Malaysia. You know, these past couple of, actually over the weekend, a lot of mm, things yeah, happened, yeah. but it's been, you know, throughout December and even now. Now, though, we want to focus on Fraser's Hill in particular, where continuous rainfall triggered 139 landslides in one day alone mm. and which caused the main route to Fraser's Hill being cut off completely. Yeah, and soil movement forced the road from the gap to Fraser's Hill and the road down to the gap to be closed uh, to uh, all due to traffic. And the and Energy and Natural Resources Minister Datuk Shamsul Anwar Nasara was reported as saying that 139 landslides were detoc- uh, detected along the road leading up to Fraser's Hills, uh, with 60 of them blocking roads. And according to reports in the New Straight Times, the road between Tranum and the gap was closed to all vehicles after a huge boulder oh along dear. with yeah, along mm. with earth fell from the hillside onto the stretch. Motorists were only allowed to use the Kuala Kubu Baru Road from Selangor. And besides the landslides, uh, it was reported strong winds uprooted trees in several areas along the narrow roads at the hill station. Oh, and scarier still, a total of 13 vehicles were trapped between two landslides along Jalan Road. Route Bukit Fraser on uh, Sunday, which occurred at uh, kilometer two and kilometer four of the stretch. Mm. Thankfully, no casualties were reported, but those who were trapped had to be brought back to Fraser's Hill with the help of police and villagers after they walked across the area blocked by the landslide. So, we want to find out exactly what happened over the weekend. And joining us to do that now is Nick Jasmine Hugh, the chairperson of Persatuan Alam and Warisan Bukit Fraser, to fill us in on everything that happened. Jasmine, welcome. Welcome and thanks for joining us on the show today. Uh, we've seen the videos and photos, uh, Jasmine, but tell us what happened over in Fraser's last weekend. So, okay, this is the 3rd of January we're talking about. Heavy rainfall basically all over, uh, including in Fraser's Hill. And out of the blue, we were faced with landslides upon landslides. On the hill itself, we counted, we personally counted about 30 and it's we're still counting because we've not gotten to every area. So mm-hmm. these are big and small landslides that, that we've managed to check on. Um, some people are actually trapped in their homes and have actually been rescued. Um, I'm sure everyone have read about uh, the 13 vehicles that were trapped in between yeah. two landslides. That one, again, nobody was injured miraculously everybody's safe um it looks probably more worse than what it is because everyone is really safe uh and 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 rescued and fed and watered and housed jasmine we also read from news reports that residents were affected by water cuts yeah, so, but the water disruption actually came uh, slightly later. Whether it's because we had some supply, like, you know, in the tanks, so there was enough water for the 3rd of January. And then uh, yesterday, uh, it started. Yesterday, the water disruption started. But um, even prior to that, there was water disruption a week ago. Uh, and that was that was quite a concern because it was the New Year's weekend and a lot mm. of people were up there and yeah. some of the guest houses were actually concerned that they they cancelled the bookings because uh, they weren't sure whether water would come back but thank god water came back that time um i think it was the 20 
29th, 30th, it came back. 30th of December, it came back. So people could have their holidays. And that's the thing, right? You know, it was a long weekend and lots of people had come to Fraser's for a holiday. How were they affected? So I think there was a bit of panic at the start. So it was the 3rd of January. People were, a lot of people were leaving the hill. I left the hill technically the night before and it was still all right. There were landslides here and there, but that that has been a usual sight this year that we have Mm. that many uh, landslides around. But uh, people were okay until I think when news broke out about those who were trapped uh, between the two landslides. Yeah. But, uh, you know, even everywhere, I think the first landslide report I found was on WhatsApp and that was six o'clock in the morning. And that's uh, Kat Mirza who was going out to uh, basically start her stall, start working in her stall. So that was about after Fajr, after Subuh, um, six something. That was the earliest uh, photo of, of any incident. And then it was just one after the other that was sent in, in the WhatsApp group. Um, yeah, and that was that. Uh, by the time I think it was noon, there were more and people couldn't leave the hill. Mm. And what was the weather like before all of this happened? Were there already heavy downpours? The thing is, it's not really heavy rain. It wasn't like pouring down cats and dogs. Um, it was gradual. Like it was showers. It was just continuous showers. Mm, okay. At some point, it did rain slightly heavier, but it wasn't like torrential. Or, or you know, we could still go out for walks. You right. know, the day before and the day before that. So we previously caught up with you in November when torrential rain at the time was causing muddy waters to gush down from the project site of the much-discussed 15-storey Fraser's Hill Hill Resort and Spa and which left the popular recreational site Allen's water flooded, right? So following from that, were there more incidents of flooding and these sort of things? So that that flooding continued for about two weeks when every time it rained, it happened. Um, It took two weeks for the developer to go up and check the site. So when they checked the site, uh, they they basically put up a temporary measure to actually deter the water from going down towards Allen's water. So they have actually directed the water to go into the drains. Uh, Whether it's muddy or not, I'm not sure because at one point it was slightly muddy, but, but now we haven't checked. But it's now flowing into the right direction. Um, the hillside that's injured on the uh, Allen's Water site is now covered with a plastic shield. So every time it rains, it just it it doesn't injure more. It doesn't aggravate the the injury more. It's just that it's flowing on the plastic shield. So how long is going to be there? I'm not sure whether it's going to be fixed. I'm not sure. But that's that's exactly what what's going on on that site. So now um, on the site itself, we could see two other injuries to to their hill site. And actually one of the spots that had a big landslide was actually, um, they, the developer had actually bought another piece of land, which used to, uh, it's, it used to be called, I don't know, it's still called, I suppose, Malik Banglo. So the hill site of Malik Banglo has fallen. So it, uh, there's a landslide there. That, that is the exact landslide that is, blocking the road towards high pines. So that one until today has not been cleared because that's a big one. 
and uh, they're waiting for road care to actually help with that one. So the water disruption that happened before the, the New Year's weekend was due to landslide as well. Ah, okay. So the friction in the water, uh, because it was muddy and it was um, as high as or over 1,000, is the measurement NTC, NTUC, something like that. I forgot what the measurement is exactly, but it's something like that. Um, and because of that, they had to shut down the water supply. And that same landslide uh, was a huge one. Apparently, you can see that if you are driving from uh, Raup, so you can see a landslide like over the hill. And yeah, that's when the water was, was disrupted first. And you know, it is the monsoon season now, and we've been seeing terrible floods all over Malaysia as well. How does the monsoon season usually affect Fraser's Hill, if at all? See, landslide is a normal thing, but it's not as frequent as this year. For some reason, even during before monsoon, we have had a lot of landslides. So whether it's because of climate change, we did have rain throughout, obviously, but um, what is the exact cause? And I don't think it's just one cause that is uh, creating this series of landslides. It could be many reasons, uh, one of which is definitely, you know, the rainfall is extra this year. But the rain falling on what? What kind of condition? That's that's the question we need to also ask, right? We already know that Fraser's Hill and the surrounding area has got sensitive um, soil. So, like according to scientists, even even before this, and even in our media statement against the 15-story development, we did mention that the soil condition in Fraser's Hill is different than the rest of you know places, because uh, it is of a kind. Mm-hmm. It is fragile, and if you were to hit it, it, dis- it basically disintegrates quite easily. And all this is backed up by scientists' report. So the condition of the hill, uh, the condition of the soil with the rain is already one thing. And then you have all sorts of different issues that you need to look into. So the management of hillsides, uh, hillside injuries, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Trees had already fallen. A bit of landslide had happened. What do you do with it? Uh, do you quickly patch it up? Do you quickly sort it out? You know, all this need to be questioned, basically. Okay. And then vibrations, you know, we're creating vibrations by just having a lot of vehicles on the hill and heavy vehicles on the hill. So is there a possibility that uh, these heavy vehicles is is causing the, you know, aggravation even more? Uh, is it possible that these heavy vehicles, which we know do actually hit hillside so once you hit the hillsides and the hillside is injured uh whether that caused more and bigger landslide we don't know so all these need to be studied basically mm. oh dear well uh i i read another news report uh where you were quoted jasmine you said that the landslides were a disaster waiting to happen and that soil erosion on fraser's hill this year is happening more than usual uh, could you elaborate could you elaborate on that for us if you pass Fraser's Hill, you will see there's so many injuries to the hillsides. From the bottom of the hill to whether you're from KKB to Fraser's or Raup to Fraser's Hill, you can see that, okay, uh, a tree had fallen. Uh, uh, okay, somebody had hit the wall here. Uh, but nobody or maybe there's not enough people to work on it to actually uh, treat treat these injuries, right? So when it rains, and especially because it's monsoon, it rains heavier uh it definitely aggravates it even more so 
having lorries, heavy lorries going through these roads, perhaps is not a good idea anymore. You know, I know that people have been logging around the area for, for years and years. Even when we were children, we saw like lorries with lots of logs and all that. But we also see a lot more of them hitting the hillsides. And, you know, these are not alien. We've, we actually know there are incidents where a huge landslide happened because a lorry hit the you know hillside and stuff like that. But uh, what are we doing about that is the question. Are we going to continuously allow this lorry to pass through? Or is, it, is there a possibility? Because these roads are so small and the bends might not be suitable for present-day lorries, right? Is there a possibility that we have a limit to what can pass through these roads now? You know, these are the questions that we like to ask uh, the authorities now that this is, this is happening. And you know, Jasmine, like we said earlier, thankfully there were no casualties despite all these landslides. But surely, you know, we don't have to wait for the worst to happen before we take action, right? Yeah. Well, if we want to talk about casualty, we already had one person, unfortunately, who had been hit by a fallen tree earlier this year and got killed. Oh dear. Her husband was, was injured. Uh, that was on the Tras uh, route road, leaving Fraser's Hill. That's, that's where it happened. But... Exactly this road, this this stretch of Raup to KKB, it really needs uh, more attention. I'm sure the budget for JKR has blown over this year. You know, <laughs> the only the only way to to probably check how frequent the landslide is uh, throughout to 2020 is probably looking at their budget. You know, how much have they had to spend this year, because. I'm sure they had to spend a lot of money just on that road itself. And perhaps that, that budget could be saved if we were to be more preventive, you know, in terms of how we deal with this stretch of road. And I remember reading that there was a Fraser's Hill Symposium organised by Pusat Penyelidikan, Bukit Fraser's UKM and WWF Malaysia that was held not too long ago. And at that symposium, scientific studies done on Fraser's and the sensitivity of the area was discussed. Could you tell us more about that? Yes, yeah, so uh, at the symposium, Dr. Haridi was actually telling us about how uh, sensitive the soil is um, in Fraser's Hill. I mean, this is this is quite a known fact in the science, science community, I think. Um, and I'm sure that the authority knows this as well. Uh, how much they believe in it, I'm not sure because uh, reactions or, or decisions uh, uh, may not be made <laughs> in accordance. But uh, Dr. Hariri also presented that Fraser's Hill and the area surrounding it is actually sitting on what they call old dormant landslides. And I, I think he has spoken about this uh, several times, uh, even in the media. And I, what it means is that... Um, these old dormant landslides can be triggered anytime, and once it's triggered, it could be uh, devastating. So there are certain ways to deal with this whole area. And I think it's time that uh, people like Dr. Hariri and his team and other geologists who have studied uh, about the soil in Fraser's Hill or surrounding area to actually really sit down with the authorities, you know, whether it's JKR, Majlis, the era Raut, Majlis, the era Ulus Lango, to really look at the condition. Because these 139, is it, that was reported today uh, of landslides around the area is no joke, you know. 
um, yeah. it's time to to really sit down and and look at it scientifically. So it's still the uh, monsoon season. It's going to be like that for a while. We're going to get lots more rainfall, and we don't know what's going to happen as a result of that. But um, what lessons do you hope the authorities can learn from everything that has already happened? Right. Immediately, I just want to say that there are three spots in Fraser's Hill that needs to be looked at right away by JKR. One is a road that leads to majority of where everybody lives. So this road right now, you can't even use a car to pass through it. And people need this road to go to work, to get out of the place they live in. So that one is high risk. So if somebody wants to look at it now is a good time. Uh, and the other two is also access road, so it needs it needs look, looking into. But um, I don't know. I think this, this, this whole scenario is a great reminder, again, to all of us, especially to people who make decisions that, look, Fraser's Hill is really that sensitive. You know, this Pasatuan is not crazy talking, you know, plucking things <laughs> And like just saying it because, you know, we like saying it. No, it's not. You know, there are scientific evidence and we would like people to actually really look into what the scientists are saying so that we make the right decision for the hill. Because the hill, as we know, is really sensitive, not because, you know, it's it's only meant for us human beings. Uh, so our safety is, is not the only thing that we should be looking into, right? Um, its function as an ecosystem, a very important ecosystem, the biodiversity that's there. I only recently just found out there are eight endemic tarantulas on Fraser's Hill. Yeah, so I mean, like, because of this whole entire thing, right, it has made me study about the hill even more. Uh, as As a local, I understand the value of the hill, but maybe not enough. But because of this whole journey with it, I I now know more. And I hope the rest of the the residents also start learning more about the hill so that we can appreciate it more and won't actually compromise it for a price. But uh, it's that. I hope that this is a reminder and nothing huge will actually happen after this in regards to this and that we can all work together to basically maintain the place better. We don't really need a lot of the developments that people think uh, is good for it. The development of Fraser's Hill is, as we have always said, have to be fitting. And including including this, including, you know, the, the landslide issue, is a, it's part of its development. It has developed into even more sensitive, you know, like it, it has become even more sensitive. If back then we had landslides, now we're having more. Why? You know, we've got a question, why? Is it climate change? Is it bad maintenance is it what is it and and we should handle it tackle it that way all right and um is there any last message that you'd like to leave us with jasmine i think moving forward the best way is for everybody to work together because uh it's difficult for a place like fraser's hill where you have two states involved you have slango and pahang Mm. and you have two bodies in charge uh one of tourism and one of like council work, right, Uh, for people to sit down. But I think perhaps it's time that everybody just sit down and forget about everything and work together. It's it's disheartening to learn that state issue and federal issue are two separate things and people can't work together to, you know, for the benefit of a place. It just seems ridiculous that, that we all can't work together. So 
And that's my wish for Fraser Seal, actually, for the Selangor side, the Pahang side, Perbadanan Kemajuan Bukit Fraser, Tourism Pahang, and Majlis to sit down together and really look after the place. Because it's due. We don't need more landslides to remind us of this, right? Yeah, I think see, Fraser's Hill is special. Um, I don't know whether I've mentioned this before, but I think the stakeholders of Fraser's Hill is not just the local councils or everybody who's in charge of it or uh, and the residents. It also uh, is the visitors. You know, we have visitors who come and visit since the 60s. Every year they come visit and visitors who come from all over the world, the scientists, everybody has got a stake in Fraser's Hill. The the residents of Fraser Seal are there to serve the hill for the purpose of tourism, for the purpose of uh, the scientists coming to study the hill. So stakeholders, unlike other places, uh, you know, other places may have stakeholders who are just the residents, but Fraser Seal is just that special, where you have stakeholders that may come from the UK, stakeholders that may come from I don't know where else that they come from to to enjoy Fraser Seal and study the hill, right? So it's, it's, it's different and we have to treat it differently. And we want to talk about, okay, uh, what, what stakeholders are saying. We have to look at how, what everybody is thinking, all the stakeholders, not just the residents, not just the local council, Pobadanan, Kemajuan Bukit Freezer, or us. Yeah, especially this one, especially this landslide one, because I think it involves everyone. Mm. Uh, landslide, okay, safety, uh, roads, JKR, council uh, involved, tourism, because Fraser Seal is a tourism uh, place. Perhaps even Perhilitan, because the wildlife is now uh, obviously affected. You know, we, we've not even talked about what happened to them after the landslide, right? Yeah. But then I'm sure an impact. So all these different departments and agencies have to come together and sit down and discuss about Fraser's Hill as a whole. Very right there, Jasmine. And just one last thing. I do remember that you guys are organising an exhibition uh, pretty soon about Fraser's Hill, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, so uh, we're having this exhibition, this contemporary art exhibition, where our Pesatuan is the organiser. Um, I'm basically curating this art exhibition of a list of artists who are non-artists. <laughs> So uh, the artists are people who live on Fraser's Hill and have something to say about Fraser's Hill. Yeah, so uh, it's about sharing what Fraser's Hill is, the Uh challenges it faces and the future of Fraser's Hill. It will be held at uh, Tumpera Co-op in Jalan Tumpera. And uh, I shall not reveal anything more, not even the title of the exhibition yet. But it is going to happen on the 17th of February to the 28th of February. Uh, And we shall leave it as that for now. (laughs) All right. We'll get more info closer to the date then. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jasmine. That was Nick Jasmine Hugh, the chairperson of Pesatuan Alam Danwarisan Bukit Fraser, filling us in on the situation up in Fraser's Hill, where over 139 landslides were recorded in a single day following continuous rainfall. Yes, and we want to know what you think. And we've been running a uh, poll over on our Twitter page at BFM Radio. Mm. And we are asking you, what's your experience been like uh, with this year's winter monsoon? So um, as of right now, 75% of y'all say want to sleep mm. in more. <laughs> I think, you know, we, we should be yes, grateful, yeah. you know, if that, that is what how it's affecting you. Um, 7.1% say severe hot pot cravings. And about 9% uh, each say uh, flooding in my area mm. and heavier traffic 
jams. We've also got a WhatsApp that came in. Um, Benji jokes that Johor should sell more uh, water more to Singapore because there's a lot of surplus now. <laughs> and he also said that, you know, on a serious note, this this flooding and this, uh, it happens every year, yet the authorities, you know, ha- haven't been able to rectify the problem. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's a question on everyone's mind, right? Why does this yeah. keep happening? Mm. And surely, I mean, we shouldn't wait for casualties all the time or a high casualty number for that to happen yeah. before yeah. action is taken. For sure. And uh, looking at uh, Fraser's Hill, uh, you know, we've been covering the situation up there since last year and why it is important to really study the area before embarking on any huge development projects there. If you'd like to hear more about it, do search for Fraser's Hill on our BFM app or website at bfm.my and you'll find all of the related podcasts over there. That's right. I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today's show, though. But if you miss any part of it, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my slash daily digest. You can find it on the BFM app, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with The Bigger Picture team, just look us up on Facebook. Uh, Just search for BFM The Bigger Picture and you can drop us a message there. But do stay tuned. Coming up at 3pm on Live and Learn, Dash will be sticking around and we'll be speaking to WAO's Yu Chung about stalking here in Malaysia. Yeah, that's right. Especially the new stalking report that Mm. came out which pretty much proves that there needs to be an anti-stalking law ASAP. That's right. So that's coming up after the 3pm news. Stay tuned for that. This has been the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.